Hi, I'm MJ, I'm from the UK, um, I'm 33 and I've been living in Perth for the last 12 years and I am a sand groper. I actually came here as a live-in nanny. So I had a very random family um, contact me um, and say that they wanted to have me as their nanny after I applied for another role. Um, and they, yeah, they decided that they wanted me because I had really cool pink hair at the time. <laughs> so I nannied for four children um, that I'd never met before wow. and having never really worked with kids. Never been to Australia before. I, uh, yeah, didn't know how far away Perth was from the rest of Australia. <laughs> Grew up in a church that was run by people who wanted control, aka a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really hard when we left because that was my community back then. And I think that trying to build community when you're not really sure if the people that are in it you can trust is the hard thing. Because people who are not very nice in the world aren't necessarily that obvious. And they are very good at manipulating situations to make you feel like you can trust them. And it's a really difficult thing to see through. So I have always been very guarded in joining a community because there's always that element in the background of not really knowing if I can trust people. So that's why the people who are closest to me are really important because they're the people that I have <laughs> vetted, I guess, and found, found that I can trust them. And I try to trust people as much as I can, but it's always at a distance until I can see something in them that allows me to bring them closer. The hardest thing I ever had to do was actually moving across the other side of the world. I initially didn't stick around in Perth. I left um, and uh, through a series of circumstances ended up back in Perth um, and then met my now husband. Now I'm married and I have two children. So yeah, I didn't really know how to make friends. I'd never been quite that isolated from everyone. I didn't know anyone at all in Perth when I moved. Um, and I found that lots of people in Perth tended to have their family friends or their church friends, their school friends, their uni friends, their work friends. And with all of those different friendship groups, they didn't really need to have any more friends. So that made breaking into the Perth circles quite difficult. Um, not having your family physically there to rely on or fall back on or just pop in for a cup of tea um, is quite difficult. Um, and having the family that I nanny for, still, I'm still friends with them to this day, so 12 years on, we're still friends. And having them around has really 
helped with all of that. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really hard not having friends when I moved. Yeah. Mm. I think that having your own family brings with it its own joys and its own trials. Um, I think that having having my two beautiful little children has been a huge life change. Um, and I think that I would want them to have the life that you can have in Perth that you can't have elsewhere. So I wouldn't want to move in that respect. Um, it's definitely changed the way that I communicate with my family, um, having two kids now, um, albeit multiple grandchildren on their end. <laughs> but I think they are happy that I'm happy, even though they haven't actually met them yet. Resilience is a hard one to quantify because really a lot of people who say that mean you get things thrown at you a lot and it seems to not bother you. But usually it does bother people. It bothers me. <laughs> um, I think when you go through so many things in life and you maybe talk about some of them and don't talk about others, there's an element of leaving that to weigh on you that can really uh, damage future relationships. So when people call you resilient, it can be, it can be a good thing. They, can, they could just say, wow, like you're really good at whatever the scenario is that they're talking about. But actually what they're saying is that you are able to compartmentalise that for a later date. And that can be quite damaging. I would tell my younger self to not apologise for being yourself. I think when you move around and you meet lots of different people, naturally you sort of start to emanate them to a degree, you reflect the people that you're hanging around. And um, I think one of the most beautiful things about my high school friends and some of them I still talk to is that we were never really each other, even though we hung out in the same group. Mm -hmm. It was always, that's that person, that's that person. They're nothing like each other, but that's why our group worked. And we all had our different likes and dislikes. Some of them were the same and then some of them were complete polar opposites. And I think we really celebrated those differences. And that's a lot harder to do as an adult, I find, because you are living in a world where people, for good reasons or not, are judging you, whether that's you doing a job interview um, or you're chatting to teenagers who love to judge people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or just, yeah, you're, you're living in a, a world, especially now with social media, where everything is being compared to everything else. So I would definitely tell my younger self to be unapologetically yourself. I often, probably every single day, tell myself to not care so much about everything else. It's difficult, but it's good. Yeah. I think... If I let myself, 
if I didn't say that to myself about lots of the things that I stopped caring about through the day, I would be a mess by 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, things like I'll get the kids up, get them ready for daycare and I'll get myself ready for work and then I take them to the car and sometimes they've been eating something and then they wipe it on my top because they're rubbing their face on my top because they're so small and you put them in the car and then you don't have time to go back inside to clean your top or change your top or anything and you just go well you know what I have children and I just have to not care things like that through the day I think is yeah and this this is part of the the judgment of others right like I would rather that my work colleagues knew that I had two small kids and that's why I have random dried up bits of food on my shoulder <laughs> than staring at me the whole day going what is she doing <laughs> why didn't she just go and clean her top and I think actually rehumanizing everyone in the workplace is actually really important and allowing people to have time and space for their families and not working them like dogs until 9pm every night. Yeah. We live in a world now where people are being encouraged to take care of themselves. Um, and sometimes that can look like retracting from your community um, and to pe people in that community that can look like you leaving and that can be quite um, jarring for some people so I think it's definitely important to have people that you trust and that you love and love you um, but I think it's okay to be able to retract yourself sometime and give yourself the time and space for self-care, whatever that looks like. It could be going off and doing a round-the-world trip for three months. <laughs> it could just be having a bath. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely people who give and people who take in life, and everyone gives and takes a little bit here and there. But it's really important to recognize where your capacity is to look after others and your ability to say yes to help from others too. I would probably give them similar advice. I think I would really encourage them to follow what makes them happy versus what's gonna make them the most comfortable, stable amount of money to earn, to own whatever they want. Um, if they both happen to coincide, then great. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone really ever, you know, grows up as a kid going, I really like to be, I don't know, an accountant. <laughs> I love accountants. It's not... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I think there are definitely, definitely things in life that um, aren't as important as the world makes them out to be. And having the big home with the spare room and the large shed and the big garage and the theatre room and the games room and the, uh, however many rooms you want to add on to your house. Like, it's fine to have those things, but if that's your driving force in going to a job that you hate, that's, that's not a way to live. I think I tell my kids to travel more when they're younger. I didn't go into the workforce that early so I didn't have the finances to do the kind of travel that I think I wish I had done mm. even though I did travel quite a bit 
Um, it was always on a very tight budget and I was very, as a woman especially, your um, ability to travel on your own is not very high. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would encourage my kids to to travel where they could. Um, but, yeah, I would also hope that they would be the people, kind of people in the world that would protect somebody who was being harmed if they met that in the street or in the workplace or whatever. And they stood up to the people, to the bullies. Want to be a future guest on Sand Gropers or maybe know someone who would be a great guest? Well, drop us a message on Instagram at Sand Gropers Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.